Hey, welcome back to episode five of the Out of Home podcast. We're here today with none other than Rob Bloxham from Orb, the coolest agency in the whole wide world. Welcome to the Out of Home podcast, Rob. Thanks for coming on. No, no worries. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought we'd let the, the audience know what happened. We did have you on once and then we messed up on the audio. So we're back. This one's going to be better. It Te- is. We've got more beer. Is, is what we're putting it down to isn't it yeah. things out of our control wing quick yeah. <laughs> yeah. well like a turn on button yeah, <laughs> yeah record we just love your company so much we're like you want we'll yeah. do it again i had a wing big travel as well so. <laughs> <laughs> so rob first and foremost how are you you well yeah i'm good i'm really good, good it's a um, monday yeah feeling fresh after a nice weekend all good Good. So we bought you some beers to make you not so fresh. Well, yeah, I'm on, all over that. On brand as well. So as we're on the subject, it brings me perfectly to question number one. Where did the name Orb originate from? So I could give you a really over elaborate answer to this, which tells you all about all the strategic things we did and the way that we looked across the globe, at all the other agencies. But I'm going to actually uncover the truth. Oh, yes. So some people don't know this truth, even after working with me for 20 years. So I was sitting in in the car after a day of trying to think about a name for my business when I first started. It's quite an exciting time, actually, when you're trying to think about something that you're all starting. Yeah. And I was frustrated. And I was talking to my my old man, my dad, on my way back. And he said, uh, have you ever thought about something like Trebor or Orb, like reversing your name? I was like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, about three days later, I decided Orb was the one. Yeah. Um, so he's now trying to take some kind of royalties off me and yeah, trying to take a, some equity out of the business as well because it's not such a good name. So, And actually, as it stands, it's quite hard to find three-letter words that kind of that sound cool and that yeah. you can actually leverage. And being an agency, it's worked out well for us. So, yeah. 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 Nice one, Dad. Yeah, you couldn't have had boar. That wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different campaign, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so parents give the best advice. They do, they? yeah. They yeah. do, yeah. So when it comes to sort of branding then, what do you think makes like a, a brand rather, what makes a strong brand apart from the name Orb? Oh, I think there's lots of things that make a strong brand. I think the, we have like a firm belief that the brands are built from the inside out. So I think there's a lot of really, really good companies that have got bad brands. And I think there's a load of really bad companies that have got good brands. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way that, no, reverse that. So the way, the way that I see it is, is that if you create a brand, it has to be based on truth. Um, it has to be based on who you actually are and what you're actually doing. So if you go out and sell, sell, sell a dream and then people phone your, phone your office and they don't get the same dream or they have interactions with your people, I think a really strong brand is one that actually works. Mm-hmm. Albeit, lots of people have really strong visual brands and some people have amazing employer brands, but one that works is one that does a bit of both. Mm-hmm. So I think that we've, over the years, we've probably only worked with a handful of businesses where you think, do you know what, that is just on point mm-hmm. they, they're going out and they're selling themselves they're selling campaigns they're selling a message and then when you go to their business and you work with them it's like do you know what that feels like that yeah it doesn't happen very often it's quite magical when it does but it it is it's it, it is quite rare so it's almost tangible when it does happen you you can almost tell straight away that yeah this is going to go places yeah totally yeah i think loads of loads of businesses have started from 
just copying other businesses. I think that, mm-hmm. and they kind of look at what another brand's doing that they really like, mm-hmm. and then they start to use a bit of their messaging, and then they start to evolve into that. Whereas I think the the kind of spearheading brands are the ones that go, now we want to do it our way, and this is how we're going to do it. But actually, we're going to do it properly, and we're going to make sure that our people are well bought in, that our ambassadors are bought in, and that actually the the brand that you see out there is the the truth of the business. Which so it's, as I say, it's, it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Orb has been in existence now for over 20 years. Well, no, no, no. I'm not even 21 yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's around that, yeah. Yeah, you got me scared then. Yeah. That, another, <laughs> that another one of mine, mine and Jess's back. Yeah. I that set you off. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing we're quite interested with on this podcast is looking back and comparing it to now. So... Uh, would you say it's a more difficult task to get that brand right now than it was 20 years ago? Um, I think it's just very different. So 20 years ago, I'd kind of, my, and my skills were in branding and that was kind of big kind of corporate branding. Um, The reality is, is that when I started the business, I wanted to work with owner managers, um, ambitious teams, Mm -hmm. private equity. And a lot of the businesses that we were working with hadn't really used brand or leveraged it at all. They've got a name, they've got a logo, got all the things that kind of the old way of thinking about brand. Um, And so before it was very much more of an educational piece of what it is, how we do it, what the process we go through. And being honest, it's quite, it's, because there's quite a lot of work to get it right, mm-hmm. people would kind of shy away from the idea of it because they didn't necessarily want to, A, risk the investment, um, and they didn't probably believe in it. Yeah. I think we heard quite a few times, why would, I, why would I spend money on my brand when I could just get into the salesperson? And I think that that's kind of where it was. Where it is now is, is that it's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows they need it. Everyone knows they want it. And therefore the competition to have a brand that stands out is just far greater now than it ever was before because it's everywhere saturated and it social media takes over everything digital takes over everything and it's kind of yeah. you look at it and think it is it's harder to stand out now but it was much 20 years ago it was much harder to actually convince people to do to do that, to do that work yeah. in the first place it's mm. much easier to get a budget for it now well, you, well, yeah well, it is yeah and but i think the budget needs to go needs to be worked much harder now it needs to be quite a lot bigger than it ever was before because people who were doing it before could do it cheaply and, mm-hmm. and quickly and well. Um, although it was an investment, it wasn't a significant investment um, compared to what they were spending on sales teams. Mm-hmm. It was very much around making people understand the value of it because people don't just part with money easily. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah it's a di- di- bit different. Like, I prefer it now because it's, we don't have to go through the hurdle of saying why you need it. Yeah. Um, but we have to work harder yeah. to, make, to make sure that what we do really brings out the truth of a business. And that comes into the strategic part of it, really. Yeah. It's like you have to dig in. We find that, though, don't we, with some uh, advertisers that you will speak to a marketing manager and they're looking to do a billboard piece. And it's that when they first speak to us it's like yeah it needs to drive sales and then you get into it, it's like actually this sounds more like of a brand awareness and a branding campaign yeah. and then sometimes there's different lines of budget for each of that and it's just trying to school the client to say right do you want it for branding do you want it for return on investment these are two completely different campaigns yeah. for what you're doing mm. uh, do you um do you find it frustrating when business owners don't want to spend money on their brand is is it a frustration or um, not really. I've kind of got over that now. It's kind of there's just a, we we have a really 
we have, we have a really good way of prospecting. We were trying to work with businesses that we want to work with. Yeah. Um, and so whereas before, I suppose, when you first start your business, you're going, to, you get, you're going out there thinking, right, the world's, the sky's the limit and the world's, the world's my oyster and all this kind of stuff. But as, you, as I suppose, as we've matured and the business has got bigger, we kind of know what areas, what pockets we want to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and our sectors know they need to spend money on branding mm. and if they're not it's, it's not necessarily who's doing it or who's doing who's not doing it it's who's spending the most on it and actually there's a there's a i always think that there's quite a few different ways to kind of think about brand there's the there's the piece up front which is all about kind of understanding the strategy of your brand and then there's the branding which is kind of like bringing it to life and then the activations and the building side of it is it never ends. It mm. never ends. It shouldn't know. I think a lot of, I heard someone say something really smart saying that the kind of brands in text, like brands are always in beta because they should never end. There should never be a, any, a stop in the investment because tomorrow your brand has to react to a different world we're in and like look at the world we've been in for the last five years. Who knows where we are? I saw a photo recently, I think it was on Twitter or something. It was all the logos of all of like the top tech companies, even like Spotify, Twitter, all this kind of stuff. And where they started and where they are now is just like completely different. It, it was, uh, I, was I, I, I actually saw this morning the classic ad where they go, um, where it's got all of this, like it's got Google, Spotify, it's got um, oh, Harley Davidson. And it says the founders have posted where they started their businesses. It's in their garages. Yes. And he sold garages. He's like, every every smart business starts in the garage. And it's like, (laughs) come and buy a garage. I look at that and think, genius. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So in terms with Orb then, um, what would you say are the biggest challenges for you guys as an agency that you like now or things that you've overcome or in recent years? Um. I think it's always it's it's quite different it, it, as the business grows you go through different phases and different challenges so I think when you're in kind of startup phase it's very much around how do you get people to trust you how do you get businesses that usually work with all these other agencies to kind of take a punt with you um and I think so as, over the years that's been, that's a real big challenge because if you go from nothing to try and build up to work with the big boys it's kind of you have to do a lot of point proving and you have to do a lot of kind of building out your um, gravitas in the sector mm-hmm. becoming person of influence all these kind of thing and that is really hard especially in a sector where well, media is cool isn't it everyone mm-hmm. wants to be a media so why wouldn't why 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 wouldn't you find a lot of competition and you do so and then i think over the years we've kind of just become i think for us well, there's, a, there's a guy that works for me and he just has this great saying he says that people see the watered down versions of what was really class and actually like it's at the first piece of work that we, we would create or the thing that we really believe in that might get diluted because of clients or whatever else that bit there is the bit that's award winning that bit there is the bit that usually is honed in the right way is the bit where you get that you get that iconic brand and I think a lot of the challenges that we have now is making sure that we come up with those, mm-hmm. which isn't easy. I can imagine. Yeah. And then encouraging people to trust us to kind of say, okay, guys, we trust you on this. We'll let you right. let you loose on this one. Yeah. And you do it. And honestly, the relationship, because A, if, we really, if our gut is right, then it usually goes really well. And then the relationship is perfect after that mm-hmm. because they, it's just a, okay, we trust in the process. <laughs> And if we hear that in the business now, then we're like, okay, that's good. But even though, so 
at the start very much kind of getting people to trust you mm-hmm. and um and then encouraging people who do this all of the time who spend a lot of money with their other agencies to go okay i'm going to trust something that makes me feel uncomfortable or that doesn't put me out of my comfort zone but i trust you guys i trust the strategy behind this mm-hmm. and i'm excited by it because I mean, no one's not excited about the most cool creative uh, brands out there are they so no. yeah it's kind of it, it does change it really changes and i can imagine we'll have different challenges in next year and the year after yeah i guess that's the uh beauty of your line of work as well when you think about it um you know, marketing and branding has been going on for way longer than 20 odd years, as we well know. Uh, but coming up with those fresh ideas that you guys have to do week and week out, that I think is the real genius. Because, of course, if something's fresh and you can, you know, it's never been seen before. So to a degree, it's easier to do. But as time's gone on, is it ever a situation where it's like, well, what can we do that's not being covered before? I, I think that's the cool element of it as well. Yeah, I think there's two ways of thinking about it. And this is the way we have to kind of position it to our clients as well. So we, we, do, we do things that get, get, make noise on social media or make noise in different places. And then someone goes, I want that. Yeah. yeah. So basically what they want is what we've done for someone else we've done for ourselves. <laughs> and we go, okay, brilliant. So they might have a budget and we know the best use of that budget is not to do that but to do something that is tried and tested. Because it's, if it's an ROI thing, then actually people are judging us on our results. And that's the big challenge as well, sometimes getting people to trust you to go, do you know what? We know you want the bells and whistles over there. But if you've got that amount of money, we would do XXX. And we do it really well. And we do it very creatively as much as we could. But it's not breaking the mould. Mm. It's what works. Yeah. So we always, we kind of have quite a few conversations in the office to say, they want X. But reality means that ROI is going to get a bit better down here. And then we don't take the client on the journey of that. Sometimes you can get a bit of both. Sometimes it's just one or the other, especially if you're doing campaigns. Yeah. If you're doing campaigns and really you just want, you just want people's eyes on it, yeah. then actually the sparkly stuff does work. But when people come to us and go, I've got a specific brand, I need to get it into a supermarket and I need to sell this many, actually that is probably not is it probably wasting the budget really whereas there's some real simple stuff we could do over here that's yeah would be much more effective sorry i was going to say finding more people are like pushing for that like viral social campaign yeah yeah. totally everybody wants everything to go viral yeah but quite often they say but we like that guerrilla marketing viral so what we want is we don't pay much for it and it's and he gets loads of views yeah yeah because everyone does that (laughs) (laughs) we want to be on the biggest billboard and we haven't got much budget and we want to be on for as long as possible fantastic and you want it to go into press okay (laughs) and i think that you know what i think sometimes you can do things that are exceptional and they're not exceptional because the idea is exceptional but you do they're the i they're exceptional because you did it instead of somebody else yeah and someone else didn't didn't quite think about it It wasn't particularly that clever but it was just cool yeah um and then there's i don't know i think that there's this kind of like the other bit of as well where you just have to if you're going to do something you have to do something really good and you have to make it exceptional by using different channels Mm -hmm. doing using different creatives using different ways of doing things so obviously tiktok's really prevalent at the moment but again then you need a bigger budget because you've got to you've got to have lots of touch points and all this kind of stuff as well so Mm -hmm. sometimes the pr students do work well and sometimes just the kind of 
sticking to your knitting works well too. No, it's, no, not very, it's not very exciting or yeah. very creative, but it's a conversation that we have to have because we are responsible for a budget that needs to do something. Yeah. yeah. And if we don't believe in what we're doing, then we'll obviously keep back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, of course, you are a CEO in this modern world. Not many people will get to play that role in their life. Uh, so for those people who are watching, um, firstly, what is it like to be a CEO? And secondly, what do you believe makes a good CEO? Um, I, I'd, I'd say that it's not quite as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that because of your staff? Well, <laughs> no, I love, I, no, no, I love my They'll staff. They'll kill me for I saying love, that. No, I, love, I definitely <laughs> love, most, I love most of them. Uh, <laughs> no, no I, think it's, I think it's when you're younger and you're kind of, you want to start out, I think that my, I always wanted to have my own business. And that necess- wasn't necessarily because I wanted to be a CEO. It's because I wanted the autonomy. I don't want to be told what to do. I want to be able to kind of control my own destiny. And that's always, that's something that's really, every, or if you, any psychometric test is going to tell you that about me. Yeah. Um, being a CEO, it comes with a lot of responsibility. Um, and some of it I enjoy and some of it I don't. I'm being completely honest. I think that there's, there's a certain part of it where it's the kind of, encouraging people and fire starting and getting people going and really kind of getting behind things and of that i love all of that mm-hmm. and then there's some very practical corporate governance pieces that i'm not quite so good at um yeah. but but i think a lot of that comes down to a surrounding yourself with the right people um i'm i'm part of a kind of um ceo group called vistage where mm-hmm. so there's 12 of us in a group and every month we go and see the uh, we can spend a day at another person's venue at their kind of offices and we have a speaker and then they have national speakers and they have some like Stephen Bartlett, Simon Sinek, all these kind of people as well, real cool stuff. And I think I get so much from that and I learned so much about how to be a good CEO because I'm working with these people who are doing it day in, day out with hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of staff. Mm. And I think that, I think what brings everyone together is this is thought of, I don't know, everyone's in it to build something. Yeah. Everyone's in it to grow something and turn something from one thing to another. And I think that's the thing that fascinates me. I think I don't want to stand still. I want to want to have something that really kind of grows over time, but has to jump through a lot of hoops. If you yeah. think about the yeah. last few years we've had covid and all the trials and tribulations yeah. that brought, and then we come out of that and then we've got the we've had Brexit, we've had wars, we've had all these yeah. kind of things. I think the hard it's harder than now than ever to be a CEO because it is just it's not dealing with how to kind of generate more revenue or how to create the best campaigns. You're also mm-hmm. gener- figuring out how to keep the lights on when yeah. when all of a sudden there's a there's a kind of COVID outbreak or something like yeah. that. It's quite it's quite tough. But it's also part of your brand story though isn't it so it's like what did you guys do through covid well you know you've done some really cool stuff haven't you made you know we'll probably talk touch on that in a bit but that's part of the fun of it i guess yeah and it was i think it's a, it's a kind of time where you we 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 didn't lose anybody over covid and i think that that was because we kind of nestled in as a team mm-hmm. um and we knew that everyone was going to have a lot of stresses and everyone was going to be in a very uncertain position and we wanted to create certainty as much as we possibly could anyway and actually do you know what there's been some absolutely brilliant things that come out of it if we're thinking about the positive side of things um we've had to innovate in the way that we work we've kind of we've looked at different sectors we've looked at do in doing interesting things that we've always wanted to do but we just haven't got time for so it wasn't obviously don't get me wrong i'm not hoping for another covid mm-hmm. um but but we did as a creative company we were as creative as we possibly could be and there were some good times mm, that's 
good. So in t- terms of brands at the moment, any sticking out to you as like your sort of favourite brands that you're, you're sort of admiring from afar thinking they're really cool? Um, I, don't know. I think that there, there's, all, there's, there's almost too many brands. Yeah. I think that there's, for, for me, I kind of spark off so many different ideas and so many different cool ways of doing things obviously you've got obviously we're local to the Midlands you've got Gymshark opening their new venue in London this week you look at that as a brand and you think wow to Mm -hmm. be part of something like that to go from to go from like a a little office to be to being such a a big giant I've, I've got a lot of respect for that type of brand I've also got a load of respect for these kind of cool little independent brands I think a lot of a lot of what keeps the UK alight is these businesses who perhaps you never heard of or yeah. when you walk through a little arcade in somewhere and you see what they're doing, you think, oh, that's really cool as well. So I think there's, and then there's obviously the big brands. And I, I, I don't know, I don't really have any particular favourites. Yeah. I feel inspired by, I feel inspired by the most random brands. I think like I, I was driving down the road the other day and I see something for, I don't know what it was, like Purple Bricks or something like that. Oh, they're and from the Midlands. Yeah, they, oh, yep. they, there you they? go. Yeah, yeah, the guy that started it. I'm, I'm sure it was two men from the Midlands. Might I just think wrong. that they're quite... I think that there's there's businesses out there that are coming out with quite innovative, cool campaigns. I've just watched a um, really, really cool ad for about knife crime for the McCann have done. And I've, I looked at that and I think those are the... like. For me, I'm, I'm completely necessarily absorbed by creativity, whether that's a brand creativity, campaign creativity. I just want to see people like pushing the envelope. Yeah. I'm obsessed by illustration, motion, all these kinds of things as well, which are obviously for now, we, 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 these kind of things weren't ever available like 20 years ago. Yeah. And now we're kind of just where we have motion designers kind of bringing this, this stuff that we've got to life all the time. So... No, it's kind of. I think that there's so many inspirational brands, people out there. It's hard to choose, really. If um, if somebody gave you the opportunity to say, look, we've got a famous brand that needs rejuvenating. Rob, you and all but the guys to do it. What brand would that be? Not because it's struggling or what, but what brand do you think you could help? Bisto, obviously. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead, instead of ooh, it's ah uh, today, isn't it? <laughs> I've always, uh, I always seen that those kind of brands where you grow, you wait. I think, I think brands are extremely nostalgic. Like I think about the things that I love now, and they're the things that I grew up with. Yeah, and I try and get my son to kind of, I kind of, I've took him on the journey of Rice Krispies and his and their brand and cornflakes and all this kind of stuff because like he just must really think I'm boring. But like, but like, like if you look at it, you think. You know, they, these 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 brands have stood the test of time. Yeah. They're still out there. They're still smashing it from a product perspective. Yeah, look at but look at the look at the competitors set they're against, and they're still killing it. And I and I look at that. And I think well, Bisto obviously you you've got the the traditional ad Bisto kind of ad, mm-hmm. and now now it's kind of just lost its way a little bit now. Yeah. I'd love to get back on Ooh, that. Ooh, Bisto. Yeah. So that that's <laughs> actually a good point. Has the has the love of gravy transferred generations? Because I don't know. Does your son love gravy or not? Oh. That bar- Absolutely obsessed. I, oh, I like yeah. spicy gravy. What? Like salt, like salt and pepper gravy. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. Try it, honestly. Game changer. Swear. Ooh, that can be your tagline. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's, yeah, there's there's that, and then there's obviously brands that we would just like. I think a lot of 
a lot of the brands that that we're completely inspired by, not just necessarily me though. I think that like if I think I think about a lot about what the agency inspired by, like well, like Nike because Nike, for instance, have just got really really good principles. Mm-hmm. I think I posted on something on LinkedIn not long ago, and it's just like this was years and years ago. They wrote down why they exist, why they exist for their people, why they exist for their for their their customers. And you look at that and you think, do you know what? They they get who they are. But then if you look at the way that they operate, mm-hmm. they are stylish they're cool they've been cool the whole time they've never not been cool and i look at that and i think that's that's a brand that sets the standards test of time because not only is it not as easy it completely and utterly relevant now and it's still true yeah. to itself yeah. but it's still cool you want an association with night don't you 100 oh, yeah. i was in new york last week for the um there's like loads of out of home just uh, dropping that one in, yeah. yeah just dropping it in <laughs> <laughs> In New York, and I was at the, um, I'm going to forget the name of it, DPAA Global Summit, and the Vice President of Adidas Global Marketing was there, and I've got to say, she looked so cool, she was in like an Adidas tracksuit, which was kind of like a a, a suit, but Adidas popper suit, Mm. and I was like, that that is cool and she was going on about the strategy of the nfts that adidas are doing and how they did the nfts that were like adidas branded and everything and i was just sitting there just like in awe of everything that she was saying about what they're doing yeah well that whole world is completely blowing up isn't it in terms of crypto nfts and all this kind of stuff as well and i look at like it's we, we 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 work in that sector um but still the sector is evolving so quickly. Yeah. yeah, she was saying this and she was saying that everyone that's in that room should be looking at getting 3D motion artists, which you just mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and looking at doing incorporating NFTs into their sort of strategy. I mean, if you had brands coming to you now saying, we want to do some sort of NFT, how do we go about it? What would your advice be? Well, I think a lot of it is just complete luck, isn't it, really? I think that with NFTs and all these kind of things as well, it's kind of it's, a, it's all about how much people want to want to pay for things. Yeah. And it's usually as well when you've got when you've got people who when when you can influence other people that have got serious amounts of money to drive the price upon these things because they're only valuable as they are that that day, I suppose. So I, I look at all of these things. So we like these kind of regu- these deregulated markets or ones that are being regulated. So we don't want to work in. Um, cannabis companies we're working with obviously nfts and crypto companies and you look at and you think it's really really difficult because what someone might change the rules tomorrow Mm. and whatever you whatever strong strategy you've thought you had isn't necessarily going to be strong anymore so whatever we do in these sectors is very much around speed how do we do something that's really quick how do we do something that actually is only going to be put a campaign out there it's going to be a couple of weeks we'll be able to monitor it really quickly we'll be able to evolve it if we need to um and we can also completely react to what's going on around us because wow that mark these markets are moving so quickly and it's there's nothing like standard manufacturing in the uk it's kind of like daily changes and daily and daily problems as well like you look at the way that luna fell apart last last in the last few months and Mm -hmm. kind of killed the crypto market for a bit like I look, I look at that and think these, these people are kind of betting their, are betting a lot of money and they've got a lot of money lost yeah. um, and no one could see it. It happened um, with Celsius Network as well. Some people had hundreds of thousands of pounds and uh, it basically they all got liquidated. But it's exactly tied into what you're saying is in, 
yeah, today it's a great idea, but if tomorrow something changes in that scenario, you're not going to be planned for it. But with NFTs, I think the fact that they're allowing payments in the currency that we use at the moment is going to be massive for mass adoption. Okay. Because the reason I say that is I, I don't think the average person is going to load a hardware wallet with crypto and transfer from like a Polygon network to MetaMask. So these NFTs that are finding the way to just purchase it through an app, through the fiat currency that we use, I think that's the way for mass adoption. Oh, totally, yeah. I completely agree. Like, what I've got, I don't do much in crypto, but I started years ago. And, like, you need, like, a scientist to help you find your way around <laughs> it. It's like, and I, and I completely get it. But on the other hand as well, like, I feel you so, to be fair, like, it's like any stock market, though, isn't it? You look at it and you think, wow. They're going to do well, and then then a war happens or something else happens, and they fall to the floor mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. It's just risk, isn't it? So it's about, and I think from as an agency, our risk profile is quite high. Really, we like we like kind of working with businesses that are adopting new things or new sectors, uh, as long as we're blending our services with kind of safer environments as well. So, mm-hmm. but no, it's really exciting. It is, and I, I and I like it because it's just the speed of change is really fast yeah, it's and quite that's what we pride ourselves on we want to move quick definitely you're very good at that yeah, so in terms of like safe environments um <laughs> i know you're a big fan of out of home you use it for a lot of your clients you've booked a lot of stuff through us in the past yeah. um when it comes to when when you're dealing with a client and you're mm giving them all the different options of how you're going to construct a campaign and what you would recommend. What is it that you say to them in regards to out of home in terms of these are the reasons why billboards are on our recommendation list? It really varies. So it comes back to that whole thing around whether it's brand activation, whether it's brand building, whether it's kind of a traditional awareness campaign. I think a lot of a lot of the way that we talk... So, think about our clients we have some like big corporate clients and we have lots of kind of emerging cool challenger brands that we're working with some people won't know i've ever used out of home before because perhaps they didn't have the budget for it or wasn't quite they weren't quite ready for it i think a lot of it is down to us being able to put a very good case together as to why you wouldn't do it uh, or you would do it because you've got to be impartial and i think mm-hmm. a lot of it is around if you think about the way that people are, are working now and the way that the, the, the world is, obviously digital social has a huge impact on everyone, but the amount of times that people need to see things to actually do something is just so much bigger now as well. So actually you can't just rely on digital, you can't rely on it anymore. You have to go wider. And so for instance, we're, we're just doing a campaign with UASA, one of the biggest battery manufacturers in the world. And like they're kind of looking at it and going, okay, well fine, well we need to be on the TV. So if we're linking that in to our kind of, ITV like Emmerdale slots mm-hmm. then we have to make sure that people are seeing that and then seeing something on buses the next day and then out of home and, and like for me it feels the build the kind of the risk profile of out of home or any of the media becomes less when you've kind of centering it around something else so for brand building I think that's why it works for that yeah, yeah. And, and I think from most guests that we've spoke to a lot of guests say that it is a mixed bag, so it'll be a combination of like social media adverts with it, with, with a yeah. billboard campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do get people that will just have billboards on its own. Um, I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot more that uh, you know, a lot of my clients are are social first businesses that will um, be doing a lot on social and then do billboards as content and um, brand building. So mm-hmm. I think it just all needs to make sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think like. 
when you when you've got huge budgets you can afford for the wastage i think if you haven't got huge budgets you have to really kind of look at your campaign and go what do i want to get out of this let's reverse engineer that and then mm -hmm. let's let's think about how to do it and like like in many parts of the marketing mix there's intangibles and and those intangibles doesn't mean they're not useful it just means that they're they're diff more difficult to measure yeah and i think that but we just kind of have to have gut feels to go we think this is going to really work across out of home. We like obviously out of home is changing, so there's a lot more you can do with out of home now. So you've obviously got your billboards that you've got your animations on, and then you've obviously got QR codes, your, Q, your QR code, right? codes. A bit more targeted, can't you? If yeah, you've, you've got, got the small ad fans, yeah. But also you've got like I really like the idea that it's not stalky, but I like the idea where you can you can. I, you can find really small pockets of people that you want to talk to and target them with out of home. Mm -hmm. You did a really good campaign for this for, and I, I don't know if we can talk about it, but a recruitment company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We did. We, uh, well, a recruitment company was, the, it, it, it was quite ironic at the time, though, because it was at a time where no one had any drivers and they were recruiting for drivers. Um, and so they were out looking, were looking for drivers. They were out looking for other people, and they were kind of parking up on competitor car parks, um, and <laughs> trying to recruit their competitors. Guerrilla marketing, uh, yeah, proper guerrilla marketing. But then, the, the, ironically, it backfired because the next day, the competitors turned up on their car park <laughs> with with a much bigger with a bigger van, a bigger message, and a price increase and wage increase. So, kind of, their guerrilla marketing backfired a little yeah. bit. But they did. They got a low they got absolutely stacks of uh, PR off the back of it and they kind of get, they got what they wanted in the end yeah. yeah but you could see it became like this ad fan battle yeah which I think cool. there's been a few stories like that where there's I've heard of of Digivans going out to like near competitors and then <laughs> the competitors just kicking off <laughs> they like wars but with yeah. Digivans yeah, yeah I can imagine and music it. artists there's been music artists that have been playing songs in outside the different places they That's should cool. yeah it is no i think that i think, I like I think that the advans are like yeah. well you got credit to you guys the paddy power stuff this week was just absolutely Thank class yeah. but they, but you look at that as well and you think okay well if i'm going to do something that's really creative and i'm going to put it in the right place at the right time that deserves to go viral mm -hmm. or to do all these things because it's instinctive yeah and that's where i think viral really happens if it's manufactured it, you find it really you have to spend a lot of money to make that go viral yeah. you have to pay a lot of money to make it go viral whereas actually when it's instinctive marketing then it just kind of works it, the great thing about that in case anyone didn't see it online um liz trust resigns uh is it thursday Last yeah thursday lunchtime or afternoon straight away paddy power we're on the phone how many digivans can we get to down in street? So we got three vans down. The artwork was like being done as we're driving down, you know, we're in traffic, we're getting there, we're setting up. And then as soon as we were there, um, you've got Sky News that are surrounding the area. We've got people that film in the vans. And there was just thousands of people that were just filming all three vans. The first one said, goodbye, Boris. The second one said, hang on, can't keep up. The third one said, hello, dot, 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 Boris, question mark. I mean, obviously, it's a oh, different Richard. story now. Yeah. <laughs> but it just goes to show, if you can think fast, you can just, we can get a message that's really good to thousands of people. Well, yeah, really because well. if it's good, you just get the back in the social straight yeah. after, yeah. and it will just, everyone pushes it. Because yeah. everyone's like, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, which probably brings us down to... Uh, 
to your Digivan campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. You haven't had a beer, by the way. You're going to have one. Was it too early on a Monday? No. Never. <laughs> if there's only one watching, it's coming up to three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nine, 10 a.m. 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It was last time. <laughs> Cheers to these, by the way. So yeah, so some all beer. <laughs> yeah, there's no better sound is there than the cracking of a can. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. cheers. We won't get it all over the wires. So talk to us about Gymshark. Well, Gymshark's exactly what I was just talking about, really. Kind of, I always think that like it's kind of weird because we always have ideas about how we might go viral or how we might do something. Not only that it goes viral, but that's just clever, that mm. gets attention. So we kind of... We kind of had a chat that, because obviously we we quite we know you guys quite well, and we kind of knew that you got your ad vans and all this kind of stuff as well. So we'd already had an idea like, oh, well, when something happens so that we think is with we think is big enough, mm-hmm. we'll kind of do something with that. Forget about it, put it away. That was at the start of the year, and then obviously on that day, um, Noel had kind of gone out from Gymshark had gone out and asked for the kind of the most creative agencies in Birmingham and it became this kind of like this was on LinkedIn yeah on LinkedIn this kind of little little war on LinkedIn <laughs> of the agencies kind of <laughs> battle, hoping at, at phoning their mates getting them to say they're great and all yeah. this kind of stuff as well and I think that I could I looked at it and thought this is this is this is interesting Loads of, we were getting quite a few people saying oh you should speak to Orb you speak to Orb and it was like brilliant kudos and I um, I kind of sat there thinking well there's an opportunity here. Let's just, why don't we just go and do something else? So he kind of said, um, can you give me the name of the agency that's the hottest out in Birmingham at the minute? And we kind of put on our advans, um, kind of just letting know, not letting Noel know that we, we're here. So yeah. I think, yeah. Just keeping you in the loop, Just keeping you in the loop, Noel. Yeah. Uh, or something like that, keeping the loop, mate. Yeah. Um, and within hours of kind of him asking the questions, we bowled down to Gymshark. Are you there, Jess? Yeah. Um, we, were drove, we drove the vans down there, five of them in convoy. Never wow. drove a van before in my life. <laughs> like, I've, I've got to find that video of you. Yeah. <laughs> it was pouring down around. We were like, come oh, on, was, get yeah. there It was like horrendous five. weather. Yeah. And we got down there and then we realised we couldn't even get onto the car park. Um, because the normal car park was closed, which oh. ironically worked out really well for us, because oh. they just ushered us on in front of the Gymshark building, which people can't normally they can't normally park there. Yeah, and we parked them all up, and we started to get some photos, and then and then <laughs> and then it all kind of kicked off from there. I think Ben Francis was in the office, but Noel wasn't. Was Noel it? wasn't. So the whole message was to Noel saying, "No, just keeping you in the loop, mate." And everyone's just sending him photos and videos from the top floor. So he's at home just thinking. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I think Ben, ben Francis message Noel's just saying, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then obviously Noel kind of came onto LinkedIn and uh, and kicked it all off. And ever since then, it's just been I don't know. We got he had he had I, I, I met when I met him after that, which was part of the kind of the petition uh, for us <laughs> to get to get in front of Noel. Um, and yeah, he'd had he'd just gone stupid on his LinkedIn and the socials. Our socials had gone crazy. And I, don't get me wrong, we had so many inquiries. Everyone wanted to go viral. Yeah, mm. um, so many ones and so many inquiries. Some of them brilliant. Some of them not so not so good. But it really kind of I think what it what it did for us was 
we're we're always positioning ourselves as how can we do things that are more creative how can we push the creative agenda how can we make sure that we're known for our work how can we do all these things and what it did was it kind of just inadvertently positioned people us in people's minds Mm -hmm. so many people throughout the country wouldn't have had a clue who orb was and now they do yeah so we have loads of conversations now we go to london and we, we, we presume they have no idea who we are. And they're like, oh, you did that cool thing with Jim Sharp, didn't you? And it's kind of that that's, kind of thing. You only need one to have that be the catalyst to, for it to kind of explode a bit. Yeah, that's cool. That is, And um, that ties back into what you were touching on, that sometimes the ideas that you just get up and run with them, they're the ones that will go viral. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you know what? You fall on your face a lot of times. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it doesn't always work. So we have this kind of mantra within the office to say, we do this because we think it's the right idea. We do this because whether it works or not, we're going to have a blast. Yeah, I like and actually, that. And then sometimes you go out there and you come back and you think, that didn't work quite so well, did it? <laughs> Especially if it's self-promotion stuff. You think, oh, that wasn't, wasn't worth it. But then, but then you look back and you think, like half, half of the things that we did... Like it's like any, if anyone thinks that they hit it nailed on the head every single time. Like for, cl- for clients, it's much more... We're much more strategic. We're much more thoughtful. We're much more kind of planned. When you're doing your own things and you just run in and having fun with it, it's um, I don't know. You can afford to have some fun and, and make some mistakes. And yeah, that kind of I think stuff. that's the fun part of startups, though, isn't it? If yeah. you're starting a business, you've got and like I mean, even like with the podcast, when we set out to do it, we were just like, let's just go like full steams ahead, and if we make mistakes, we just like carry on. Just well, like, people, people don't, people don't want the polish no. anymore. They want like they 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 can see you know all of the things that are going on the reality people know the difference between what's real and what's not so if you spend all this time editing everything doing whatever else that's great but actually some people just love i was saying to you was nice me and me and the guy who is our creative director now he means him did started this thing called pubcast mm-hmm. and we just like we just just go to the pub every friday and create this podcast in a pub and it was awful like the worst <laughs> the worst the worst podcast you've ever heard in your life not not no not one got published <laughs> yeah. because like after about half an hour you could like there's some slurring and then it was just like but, but I, look, I look back at that and think it's pretty cool it's a was. great name yeah it's it, yeah. yeah. a great name i think you should do sure. it yeah we could all do it we're yeah. trying to do it now <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> let's get tipsy with fit sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there so if okay. any um client came to you and said i have a budget but i don't want to use digital billboards yeah what would be your response to that and you don't have to you know well i think it would depend on how much how much we believed in it mm-hmm. like if they said oh we don't use digital billboards and we went okay well that's all right because we could just use this this and this then that's great. If if we thought that fundamentally digital billboards were the way forward, we wouldn't give up on it. Because mm-hmm. I think for our, from our perspective, it's kind of like, it's not the, the I always think that long-term relationships are built on results and they're built on, relate, they're built on kind of us being able to have very honest conversations with people. So when people say to us, like I said earlier, we believe in the process, that means we have the ability to go, no, let's do it like this no let's do it like this because that's what they're paying us for mm-hmm. it's amazing how many people kind of say we need your help and then then tell us how to do our jobs it's yeah. kind of and so if you don't want digital billboards you don't want digital billboards but if there's not a good reason for it i don't why don't you want them? why yeah. is that is that is that people's inability to let go of control because yeah, it totally, seems yeah. like an odd thing to do doesn't it to pay someone to help you with your brand but then still want to micromanage it in a way you can't I think, it's, I think it's different, different when you get to bigger businesses so yes. bigger, when it's when not it's, your money 
Yeah. And when it's not your brand, you might be part of a brand and mm. you might be really embroiled in that brand, but you're never going to be as embroiled in something that you're perhaps a co-founder of or something like that where you kind of like, you've started this. Yeah. Like we've, we've just, honestly, we've had some of the most ridiculous conversations where people want to move forward with a logo that their daughter did for them because that was the logo that they did when they were two yeah. and, it, and, it, and it wasn't it wasn't very good at the, at the very start <laughs> and and yet they want to push forward with it but and i think that there's there's a real strong link between nostalgic things about business and all this kind of stuff as well so it's much easier in the bigger brands because they're yeah. just used to pushing change and they most of them have got marketing teams that know the difference between what's good and what's not anyway yeah, wow. it's like my dad my dad's got a logo and it'll he won't mind me saying this I absolutely hate it he's had it for years <laughs> it's terrible and the colours are terrible and I'm like please change it please and you just won't you just won't let go of it well, some people have lifestyle businesses that they're very happy with mm. and if it doesn't affect it then that's then that, and, and, and also that's completely cool isn't it it's everyone's own it's everybody can have their own view of what it is they want to do mm. But if it looks like a two-year-old's drawing your logo, then get rid of it, eh? It so. doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you have a word with my dad. Tell him straight. <laughs> um, one quick question off the cuff that's just popped into my head. Clearly, sitting with you two, it's obvious that we love Brandon. What did Was that love there from the get-go? Because I can speak to people who don't get it. Like I'll be like, oh, have you seen that new clothing on? And they're like, oh, so I'm, I, I'm this age now. I don't really follow that. What is it in us that loves a brand? I think that's. Uh... Do, do you know, I I would say for me, it's like I think you attach, you like attaching yourself to like a a tribe of people that are into the same cool thing. Yeah. So if you're like nerd on on Apple because you like Apple and everything it stands for, it's gonna... then you like being part of the Apple fans and like Gymshark. Going back to what we were saying earlier about people. Yeah. <laughs> People that work at certain <coughs> places will live and breathe that brand. So, like, if I speak to any of the people at Gymshark, like, I know they're really well-placed at Gymshark because they're all about Gymshark, they're all pro-Gymshark, and, like, they live and breathe it. So, they're, uh-huh. like, you know, it's not just they're, they're wearing all the Gymshark gear every time I see them, yeah. but they're, like, really into Gymshark. So, for me, it's, like, yeah, being I th- into it. I think it's, like, when you're young, like, I was always just interested in art and design and all this kind of stuff and I was just interested in like cool things mm-hmm. and so like as I got older what I was I became much more interested in was the, the overall experience of a brand so like I just became much more fascinated by not just what it looks like but all the depth of it yeah but when you're younger you just kind of go oh, I like that I like that I like that I like that mm. and it's pretty because the advertisers knew you were there. They were advertising the right places at the right time to make you kind of want a bit of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, but I think you have to be, some people, like, it's, 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 it's funny, you know, because like you work, you see how people grow up and then they have all these different jobs and their obsessions are very different. And it's just what the boats they were interested in. Isn't yeah. It? And that can change. So I've got a couple of cousins who are kind of like really senior in accounts, I'm sure that they must have loved Sage when they were younger. Do <laughs> <laughs> you find that, like, once you know a bit of history about a brand or the little cool stories about a brand, it makes you love them more? Like, for you, for example, I know clients of mine now that have heard of you because of the Gymshark thing, and they're like, yeah, they're really cool because they've heard about that story. Yeah, yeah. 
So then, the oh no, it's the, essence, it's the essence of everything that we do. So I yeah. think that we have, you have your kind of platform of your brand, which is all about kind of your values and what you stand for and all this sort of stuff as well. And then the best bit is the story. Like we've, we've, we've had probably two, maybe or three occasions where we've gone in and presented what we think a business's story is. Mm-hmm. And we've had people crying because they're like, oh my God, I've been, this is, this is, you've, you've basically told, the sto- told our story and brought it to life in a way that we've been trying to do for the last 10 years and we, mm-hmm. couldn't, we couldn't articulate it. And then you, tell it, you say it, because obviously some of our clients have got some really big purpose. We, got, we work with a big environmental company who are, just, who are changing the world. Mm-hmm. And we told them their story and she just burst in tears. She's like, she's like it's, just, it's emotional for them. Yeah. But also it's completely emotional for the people who are working with them because they go in, this business knows who they are. They know their story. They know why they exist and they know they're beyond revenue or whatever else. It's, it is, it's the impact it gives is unbelievable. And that's not just with, like you think of all of the things that, you think about Michael Jordan, you think about all these kind of cool things, but like when he starts to talk about his youth, his story, all this kind of stuff, that's the bit that conjures up the, the, the images. Interest. Not the... Yeah. Night trainers, or yeah, it's like when you go to the Guinness factory, isn't it? You, I mean, I remember oh, yeah. going there for the first time, not really caring anything about it. Just went there on a holiday, and then thinking, "Wow, that's this is really cool." <laughs> but the part I like most about that was going to see all the adverts. Have you ever yeah. been? No, I haven't. But oh, heard, they have I've this heard, room. Oh, yeah. It's got it's all awesome, the old yeah. adverts and stuff. It's it really cool. Awesome. It's worth going to. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, very awesome. Um, so, any wish I thought of that adverts? <coughs> or campaigns oh I saw a campaign the other day oh that was it I'm probably promoting our competitors here <laughs> <laughs> I saw it was I don't I don't know it was one of the big agencies and they kind of they got the Google the Google um, logo and they changed it to Ogle I haven't seen and that it one was for, I'm sure it was for like a dating app or something like that yeah I thought I was sat there and thought that's really cool. Yeah. That's like, they're the kind of, I, I like just sharp. Like, I think there's, like, I, I always go back and it's really crude, right? But I always go back to when my old days, when I used to sit there with our old creative directors and I was like 17 years old. I didn't go to university. I went straight into, and I used to sit there and we go through the books where we're coming up with the campaign thing. And he loved this campaign, just loved it. And it was the Club 1830s. And they had this poster campaign and one of the headlines was waking up at the crack of dawn. Mm. And I, I remember just sitting there thinking, just won award after award after yeah. award after award. And it was really tongue in cheek and a bit high to high and all this kind of stuff as well. But I think there's just some there's just some ads or campaigns that you just remember forever. Mm-hmm. Like Guinness is iconic. Yeah. You, you're, you're, and, I, and I, do you know what? If you get the right ads and the right music, even that that horse for Lloyd's, yeah, it's like yeah. It just keeps going, doesn't it? So yeah. I think I look at all that kind of stuff and I think, for me, it's not just an ad that I see today. It's an ad that just or or a brand that keeps on telling the same story, that trust story or something like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, the horse is like when oh. you think about that, you can't think of them with anything else, <coughs> can no. you? No, totally, and that's why it works. Mm. So, now, last question. Now we've had a beer. Yeah. Um, we've got a little game that we wanted to test your knowledge um, of really cool brands okay. from A to Z. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not very quick, you know. Okay. Do you know your alphabet? <laughs> no. 
Okay, well, we're going to go <laughs> round. <laughs> we're going to go round. We're just going to let Rob do it for himself. No, no. I think we go round. Okay, yeah, go Rob, round. You yeah. start A and then we go B, okay. C. We'll go that way. Okay. Right? Really cool brands that use out-of-home advertising okay. that you've seen on a billboard. Okay. Could make it hard and say, name the billboard campaign, but we won't oh, do that. Geez, no, uh, no. Well, no, that'd be, be too short, hard. Short quiz, that one. <laughs> <laughs> All stuck on A. Maiden? Um, yeah, you start okay. A. Go. A- Audi. Balenciaga. Um, Kazoo. <laughs> D- Come on. D- oh, oh, honestly, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I just, got, I just don't even. I don't I have Dior. that mind. Uh, Dior. Dior. Yeah. Elise. What are we on? F. Um, why is this game so hard? <laughs> oh, why is this beer so strong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fila. Fila, yeah. Gastrol. <laughs> oh, I love seeing that gastrol advert the other day. What the hell is it? Right, we, uh, let's um, do it again. It's a fuel company, isn't it? I think. Is it gastrol or gastrol? I don't know. <laughs> I said so Gatorade last time, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, they use billboards. I've not heard of that brand before. Right, we've okay. established. So, yeah. That the A to Z game is fun, no matter what the results are. Yeah, definitely. That's one good thing. <laughs> okay, are we um, going to get to? Are we going to do it A to Z? Or are we going to give up? Oh, well, I think we just play it as it's rolled out. Oh yeah, let's leave it. We're what? not going to keep hey, going. Hey, you know, no. I got this it. funny feeling, right? Yeah. That Jess has got a piece of paper with them all on. She's going to no, start no, knocking no, them no. out now. No. Okay. Just go solo if you wish. Go on then. Just say the letters and then I'll yeah. do them. A. Okay. J. No, no. Oh, we're oh, going we're, straight we're, back. We're going okay. from J. J. Uh, Gatorade. H. H. Hermes. I. I. Uh, Intel. Nice. Al. Al. Lidl. Yeah. Massive. Massive. Motor point. N. N. Ooh, Nicorette. Nice. Uh. Uh, uh, Octopus, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> P. Oh, octopus. <laughs> That's the mm. thing. Uh, P. P is Papa for Jones. Perone. Yeah. Yeah. P. Q. 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 Uh, Qatar Airways. R. Radio X. They advertise. S. S. Cello uh, is a music artist. T. Try centre. Yeah. yeah. Unilever. Nice. V. Victoria Warehouse events. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have to check that one. Hang on. Results are in. That's one. That's definitely one. Okay. Yeah. Where are we? For me. That's one. The beers hit. Yeah, W, Jesus come on, I can do this. W, Morton, oh, W, X, Xbox, Y, Z, 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 I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Um, oh, why am I stuck in Z? Why can't I think of anything to do with Z? Because it's Z. Uh, there's got to be in it. There's got to be a billboard, an advertiser. Zoopla. Yeah. Um, Did it. 
only took 10 minutes. Wow, I don't know what's more <laughs> embarrassing about that whole game. The fact that I didn't know what comes after V and the fact that I said air switches. The fact that you give up on G is pretty Ooh, bad. And I said gastro. I don't, even, I don't even know whether that's a brand. I've never <laughs> heard of it. I've just come up with one like yeah. Rob, it's been uh, two things. Super cool to have a young CEO on and, you know, give your thoughts on the modern world and uh, also your love for branding shines through man um, thank, thank you very much for coming on again thank you yeah, yeah thanks for having me two. oh by the way I did much better in the quiz than the first one uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no proof <laughs> and uh, if anybody wants to check out Orb after this they can find you on all of the usual social handles yeah this is, is Orb.com yes thank you guys right. cheers as always like, subscribe and comment on our channel and our new episodes will be dropping very shortly. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.